0: Thank you for joining the ladies of Her Portion Podcast. Come, pull up a seat at the table because you are welcome here. Grab your Bible and a pen and let's dig into God's Word together. Take a moment and pray that God would open your heart to Him as you listen. So without further ado, let's get right into today's portion. Welcome back to Her Portion. It's Hannah here, and I'm so excited that I get to share with you the first episode for February. So as you saw by the title, each of us will be sharing our personal stories of how we met our spouses, our husbands. So over on Instagram, on our page, Her Portion Podcast, we put up a question box asking our listeners what topics they would like us to talk about for 2024. And one of those was sharing how we met our spouses. So everyone's story is different, right? I love hearing other people's stories about how they met their spouse, how God brought them together and where he's led them. Some people waited many years before they found the one God wanted them to marry. Some people got married before they were saved and they found Jesus together. Some people got married young and went straight into the ministry and so forth. There's so many unique stories, right? And just like your story is very unique and special to you if you are someone who's listening and you're married. So I'm grateful to be able to share with you how God brought my husband and I together. And I hope that it can encourage you in some way. So I guess the story really begins with me getting saved. I'm not necessarily sharing my um, salvation testimony with you, but it is important to know. So in 2011, I found Christ after having been in a very rough lifestyle situation And the Lord worked many changes in me very quickly. So he was all I ever wanted and more. And so when I found him and I got saved, the best way to put it is I just went as all in as I could. I had a lot of zeal. And so I found out what Bible college was and I ended up going to Maslin Baptist College in Maslin, Ohio, because That Bible college was 30 minutes away from where I lived, and I went there two months after I got saved. So I was a newborn Christian, and I was just so hungry for the things of God, so hungry to grow. I determined that I would not seek after any relationships when I got there because my relationship with Jesus was all I needed. And that was my determination because, honestly, right before that, I had come out of very hurtful worldly relationship. I don't like saying that. I'm not proud of that, but, um, I just really wanted to stay away from relationships altogether when I got to college. And so when I got to Bible college, everything was new to me. I mean, I didn't know any hymns. I wasn't familiar with church. I was new to the modesty thing. I never wore, you know, modest skirts in my life. And so going to Bible college, you know, there's a dress code and such. And so knowing I was going there, I went to the store and I had the thought in my mind, if it's long enough, then let's just get it (laughs) because I don't care. I just want to go. I just want to go to school and learn the Bible. But I mean, I cared a little bit if it was ugly or not, but really probably not enough looking back on some of my pictures. But that brings me to this. It's, I mean, It's kind of, the dress thing is kind of irrelevant, but it brings me to this. Our first night at college, we all sat around a bonfire outside of the dorms, and you want to know what I was wearing? I was wearing, just so you get the full picture, okay? I was wearing my bright yellow McDonald's t-shirt because I used to work at McDonald's, so it was a work shirt and a floral skirt. Um, I don't even know, but... (laughs) my first thought when I saw Corbin, who's my husband, I didn't say his name, but um, when I first saw Corbin, I thought, oh, he's cute. And that was it. I mean, just because I didn't want to date didn't mean I didn't notice. Okay. So to add, he was wearing a Pillsbury Doughboy shirt that said, poke me on it. (laughs) This is so like, when I say this out loud, it's kind of embarrassing, but you know, we were 18 years old and very young. So moving on our first day of classes I sat in the very back row in the corner I was more quiet and kind of shy and Corbin sat in the front row in the middle and anytime there was a question guess who raised their hand Corbin he raised his hand yep he was that person <laughs> now as I got to know him and time went on I learned that he wasn't a teacher's pet but honestly like it really it really looked like that and so I noticed that about him and I just kind of felt like maybe he was going to be a little stuck up. So I kind of had that in my mind against him. Um, My first thought, this sounds terrible, but my first thought of Corbin after I had talked to him more and more was, I literally had the thought, and I feel so bad saying it, but I had the thought I would never marry him. And later on, he told me that his first thought of me was, she'll make a good wife to someone someday." I was a totally, you know, different person, different mindset, a young person, nearly saved. So keep that in mind. But it was totally opposite. So how did we get here? How did we end up married for almost 10 years? Well, as time went on in school, like I said, I was determined I didn't want to be in a relationship. So I really just avoided it. Um, Corbin knew that and we were just friends. We got to know each other more because we both ended up being in the tour group And so we had a lot of time in the van on long rides when we were traveling with the school to go sing at different churches. And so he has told me that he knew something was different about me when we were in the van one time driving through the hills of West Virginia. And he noticed me holding my hand up and that I was crying, staring at my hand. And he asked me what was wrong. And I said, I'm just crying because... I just realized for the first time that God really created me and he's looking at me a little weird. And I said, just looking at the clouds and these mountains, and then to think of how much detail is put into the human body is so powerful. We're his greatest creation. And I'm just like weeping, staring at my hand. Um, That's a little bit deep maybe, but honestly, honestly, I said I was a very new Christian. I really was. It was like, it's like a baby when they open their eyes for the first time and they just smile at everything. That's what it was like. It was like I was seeing everything for the first time and it was just so profound to me. So after that, we became study partners with some other friends in our grade and we would all study together all the time. We were all just really good friends and Corbin became my best friend. Which, as you know, in Bible college, that means Christian courting, dating, whatever you call it. That means I like you and you like me, but we're not called anything yet. So we're just going to say we're best friends. <laughs> um, so Corbin was really patient with me. For two years, I was adamant about this I'm not dating thing. And you know, there's really nothing wrong with that, by the way. there's There's nothing wrong with wanting to go to Bible college, if that's what God has for you and having your heart set on completely, um, what he has for you there and not, I almost think it's a good thing actually to do that and not go in with, I need to get married and I need to find someone, but also there's nothing wrong with finding a spouse there. So just throwing that out there. But, um, I was so determined about this that I decided I wanted to go to China as a single missionary. And honestly, I had a lot of hurt going into college, and that really is where all this stemmed from. But as time went on, I knew I liked Corbin, but I kept ignoring it for fear of being hurt. But I couldn't avoid it forever, so I prayed. And I I believe this is the most important part of this story. I prayed and asked God specifically for a verse if I was supposed to be with Corbin or not. And one day God gave me Philippians 2, 29. It says, Receive him, therefore... In the Lord with all gladness. (laughs) Now, that isn't the context of the scripture there. It's not about marriage, but I know in my heart that I believe God used that for me at that time. I felt like it very clearly, Um, so much so I shut my Bible and (laughs) I walked away and I was like, nope, but that was wrong of me. So I do want to encourage you that if you're praying for something, ask God for verse to give you peace. Um, there have been many things I prayed and asked God for peace about. I asked him for a verse and he gave me a verse. And to this day, he brings those verses to my mind. If I'm struggling with that particular thing that I had prayed about, the Lord really uses it. And the Lord also gave Corbin a verse. He, it's Proverbs 13:12, which says, hope deferred, maketh the heart sick but when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. So that word deferred means put off. And, you know, he had to be patient with me. Um, And so it was put off for a few years. Um, But my poor husband, he, like I said, he was just really patient with me. He knew God's will was for us to be together, but It just, it wasn't so easy for me at first, but once the Lord spoke to my heart, I let go and I just chose to take that step of faith and trust God. And we began a relationship and then we got married three weeks after we graduated college. So the longer we are married, the more I'm amazed at just how much God made us for each other as far as marriage goes, because obviously God made us first for him. But there's so many little details that prove God's hand in our marriage over and over again. And I can honestly say that I love Corbin more today than ever before. And I know it will continue to be that way as time goes on. And why do I know that? Well, just like our relationship with Jesus, it gets sweeter the more we get to know him and build a true relationship with him. If we just get saved and never seek after a relationship with him, then we won't truly know him, and we can't say that it gets sweeter, right? I love a good love story when God is in the center of it. He makes no mistakes, and how he moves is miraculous. When I talk about marriage, I can't help but think, though, about those who are single and carry a heavy burden from their desire to be married. Not every person who's single is that way, but I have talked with many people, I've had many friends, who have carried this heavy burden from being in the season of singleness. And so I don't know or claim to understand the heartache that some women have from waiting for marriage or feeling like they aren't good enough or that God has forgotten them, that their life is without purpose if they're not married, etc. I have heard all of those things and it breaks my heart. So if you listen to our podcast this month and you're someone who is in that exact spot, please know that God loves you more than anyone could ever love you. Your purpose is found in Christ and not marriage. Your life is precious and very valuable God will never forget you because he created every part of you from the way you look down to what your favorite color is, if you like spicy food or if you hate it, if you're soft-spoken or a little loud, and so on. I have a friend on Instagram who went through these feelings of heartache over a season of her life of singleness. She allowed God to use her by starting an Instagram page specifically geared towards encouraging women in singleness. She's bold, but she's also meek and she shares with much wisdom and grace. I'm so grateful for her page because I now have someone that I can direct others to that I know will be a help because she has a good biblical foundation. She loves the Lord and She's just, her posts have been very powerful and she can help others in a way that I can't. And so I'm very grateful for her page. I'll link her page below, but if you want to find her, her name is Madison, but if you search it on Instagram, you'll need to type in dear underscore single underscore woman. So dear single woman, but the underscores in between. So she also just came out with a book called how to seek marriage from a surrendered heart and i know that will probably be a blessing as well so thank you so much for listening today i look forward to hearing from the other ladies this month so come back next wednesday bye for now thank you for joining us today on her portion we hope you leave with plenty to ponder from god's word we encourage you to use today's topic to start your own study in the scriptures until next time